Welcome to the message entitled Fighting with God's Word. My name is Pastor Gail Kroc, president and co-founder of Spiritual Care Consultants. This message was really born out of a storm that I have just gone through that lasted a number of months. And when you're in the midst of a storm or a battle, I don't know what you're fighting for. I don't. Some people might be fighting for their life physically, and some people might feel like they're fighting for their life spiritually, but you're in some type of battle. When you're in a battle, you really begin to find out how deep your faith really is. You really begin to find out how much you truly do trust God, and you begin to find out if you fear God or fear man. And in the middle of the battle, there are things that will happen in the middle of a storm or whatever you're fighting for. There are things that will happen that you'll have no control over, and those are the things you really have to trust God with. And so today, I'm going to give you some scriptures about fighting with God's Word. We're just going to read scriptures that I've used to fight with when I'm in the prayer room, and it's not going to be like your typical message. I'm actually going to talk you through these scriptures the way I would pray them on a daily basis. But before we do that, recently I heard a song by Bethel Music. It's absolutely incredible. It's called, I Will Raise a Hallelujah, And if you're fighting or you're in a fight for something, you're in a battle and you need to fight with God's word, I I would really recommend that you fight with God's word and then you use the weapon of praise and worship. And I will raise a hallelujah by Bethel Music. In fact, I would say go listen to it right now, then come back to this message. It's a very, very powerful song. The Bible says in Job 2.28, You will decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy path. One version says, you shall decree a thing, and it shall stand up. We need to begin to speak in the middle of the storm. In Mark 11, 23 through 25, Jesus tells us to have faith. He tells us if we speak to the mountain and believe in our heart and tell it to be removed and don't doubt that it will be removed. And so when you're in a storm or you're fighting what seems like for your life, many times the enemy just wants you to lay down and shut up. But God doesn't want you to do that. God wants you to rise up, speak up. It says in 1 Timothy 1.18, Paul telling Timothy, Timothy, my son, I am giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies previously spoken about you that you might fight a good fight of faith. In fact, one of the versions says, in keeping with the prophetic words that have been spoken over you, that you would fight God's battles well. So I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're fighting for or the major battle you're in, but I'm telling you, it's time to speak up and it's time to fight and it's time to stand on God's word. And I always start with 2 Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. If you're going to begin fighting with God's word, a great place to start with is repentance. Asking God to forgive you from anything you've ever done that has been wrong and just go through a time of personal repentance before God And that at the same time, as you're doing that, 
really begin to forgive everyone that has ever hurt you so that when you go forward and fight with God's word, there will be nothing standing in your way. In fact, in Mark eleven twenty five, Jesus tells them that if you have anything against your brother, leave your gift at your altar, go your way and make it right. And so if you're going to speak to your mountain, that's great. But if you have something against your brother, take care of that too so that your mountain or the situation you're facing will be removed effectively. You know, many times we put our problems first, but God tells us in Matthew 6.33 that we are to seek his kingdom first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. When I pray this, I say, God, I seek your kingdom first. Not my problem, but your kingdom. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let my life be in right alignment with your kingdom. Then I love 2 Timothy 1.7. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. I'm telling you, when you're fighting for something and you're in a battle or you're standing on God's word, you're going to deal with fear. Fear is a real opponent. And the way to deal with that is to ask Jesus to bind it and take it away in his name. Because God hath not given you a spirit of fear. You have a human spirit, but there are demonic spirits of fear that will try to cripple you. But if you ask the Lord to take fear away, you always got to do the next thing, and that's change what you're thinking on. The next scripture I love, and I don't know if you've ever had a time when you're praying for your children where the enemy is... Maybe that's your battle. You're fighting for your kids, and you're fighting for your kids to come back to the Lord. Isaiah 44, 3-5 says, I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and blessings on your descendants. They will spring up like grass in a meadow, like popular trees by flowing streams. Some will say, I belong to the Lord. Others will call themselves by the name Jacob. Still others will write on their hand the Lord's and will take the name Israel. Here's a promise given by God that God wants to bless your descendants. And I also like Proverbs 11.21, which says, The seed of the righteous shall be delivered. And I don't know what you're battling for. Maybe it's with your kids. Maybe it's one of the kids that's struggling with an addiction. Well, God gives a promise. The seed of the righteous shall be delivered. And another one of my really favorite passages to pray is Colossians 2.15. Having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Jesus has totally defeated all the powers of the enemy. He made a public spectacle of them. He totally defeated the powers of darkness, died on the cross, rose from the dead, ascended. And then when we accept Christ into our hearts, we're seated with him in heavenly realms. So you're not fighting from the earthly realm. You're fighting from your position in Christ. The Bible says the reason the Son of Man was manifest was to destroy the works of the devil. And when I'm praying, I'm saying, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you have all power, you have all authority, and you can bind the enemy. The word bind means not allowed to operate. 
Lord, I bind the enemy and command him. He's not allowed to operate in the name of Jesus in my life and or in my family or whatever you're dealing with. And just loose the power of the Holy Spirit to move on your family, move in the midst of your battle, whatever it is that you need. Then, and according to Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 18, it tells us to put on the full armor of God that we can take our stand against the enemy's schemes. We are to put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the belt of truth, the shield of faith, the sword of the Spirit. We are to dress ourselves and put on, through our relationship with Christ, the armor of God. Then in Romans 13, 12, it says to put on the armor of light. And I like to, on a daily basis or on a regular basis, just decree and declare that through my relationship with Jesus, I am clothed with the armor of God. Then Isaiah 52, verse 12 says that the glory of God is my rear guard. So I got the armor on and I got the glory of God as my rear guard. Then according to Psalms 34, verse 7, the angel of the Lord encamps around those that love and fear him and he delivers them. So I've got angels all around me at the same time. These are great words, great scriptures to decree and declare. Psalm 64, verses 2 and 3, I love this psalm. Hide me from the plots of the evil mob, from the gang of wrongdoers. They sharpen their tongues like swords and aim their words like bitter arrows. They shoot from ambush at the innocent, attacking suddenly and fearlessly. When I use the scripture, I ask God, hide me from the plot of the evil mob, from the gang of wrongdoers. Lord, you know, you know, they're sharpening their tongues like sword and aiming their words like arrows. And I ask that you would put the arrows out. And I ask, Lord, that they would not be able to ambush me, that I would see where the enemy is at, or you take care of it for me, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Another favorite scripture is Psalm 27. I'm just going to read it. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? Wow. Start off with that. You know, I had to ask myself, do I really believe it? If I do believe it, why am I struggling with fear? So this is a great scripture to proclaim. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes that will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I will ask of the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord, to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above my enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God my Savior. 
Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your ways. Lead me in the straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desires of my foes. For false witnesses rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. I will remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. What a beautiful psalm. There are so many things in there that you can proclaim about your life. It's just incredible what God is saying through Psalms 27. Psalm 3.3 says, But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, the glory and the lifter of my head. God, you are my shield. You are my glory, and you are the lifter of my head. Psalms 19.14, May these words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Jeremiah 17.10, I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind, to reward a person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. When I pray these two scriptures, what I do is I pray about, Lord, any thought that I have had, any heart meditation that has been wrong, I ask you to forgive me of that, cleanse me of that, and help me only to think on the things that you want me to think on. You know, many times when the enemy attacks, He sees a place or an opening that he feels he has the right to attack. We call that legal grounds. Ephesians 4, 26 and 27 says, Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Don't give the devil a foothold. We have to be careful that we keep those doors shut, that we don't leave an opening for the enemy to come in and attack our life. And so I don't want you to be afraid of that, Because God has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And what God has blessed, the enemy cannot curse. And so, but we do have to be careful what we meditate on and what we think about. Another great scripture is Isaiah 45, 2 through 3. I will go before you and will level the mountains. I will break down the gates of bronze and cut through the bars of iron. I will give you hidden treasures stored in secret places so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name. I love the scripture. He says, first of all, I will go before you, and it's him doing the leveling of the mountains. Our part is to speak to that mountain and tell it to be removed. And he said, I'm going to break through those things that are standing in your way, like the gates of bronze and bars of iron. I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to give you hidden treasures and riches stored in secret places, so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons what? You by name. That's powerful. That's a great scripture. Isaiah fifty four seventeen. No weapon forged against you shall prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. Another version says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and you will refute every tongue that rises up against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. That is a powerful, powerful scripture. Because when you are battling and you are fighting and you are standing on faith, man, the enemy comes at you and the 
words of other people will come at you and all the negativity tries to bombard you. And, and the TV is nothing but negative. And so you're going to have to refute and stand on God's word and press in and believe in what he has said. When you're in a storm, when you're standing on faith, when you're fighting with the word, you'll have to refute things that come against you. You'll have to fight with your weapons called the word of God and worship. It's so important to know that when people speak, you know, this is talking about every tongue that rises up against you in judgment. You know, you have the right every day to pray that every negative word of death spoken against you would be broken in the name of Jesus and fall to the ground. You have every right to pray that every curse, spell, and incantation made against you, your family, loved ones, your ministry, would be broken in the name of Jesus. Every day you should pray that. That is a great prayer to pray. And the Bible says that a curse without cause cannot take a light. So if I'm where I should be with Jesus, people can curse me all day long, but it can't land on me. But I can break the words of death spoken against me by other people. I mean, very powerful thing to do. Psalm 91 is another scripture I love to pray. Whoever dwells, and I think that's the key right there, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. You know, there is a place when you are dwelling in the shelter of the Most High that even in the midst of the storm you can find rest. Verse 2 says, I will say of the Lord, I will what? I will say of the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. How many times have you confessed that out loud? Surely he will save you from the fowler snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. Verse 5, you will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. Though a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, there it is again, if you say the Lord is my refuge, so he's saying he wants you to proclaim that. The Lord is my refuge. Try that right now with me. The Lord is my refuge, and you make the most high your dwelling. So we have to make a conscious effort to spend time with Jesus and in his presence. Verse 10, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. God, I thank you for that. Your angels are guarding me in all my ways. They will lift you up in their hands, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. And right there's the key. We acknowledge the name of the Lord. He is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my strong tower. I trust in him. I rest in him. Verse 15, he will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, 
I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. What a powerful psalm. Then I love John 16, 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus promises us peace. No matter what we're going through, if we keep our eyes on him, we can have peace. 2 Timothy 4.18 The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. Amen to that. Isaiah 43.2 When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned, and the flames will not set you ablaze. Man, what a great scripture. God never promised to take us out of our situation, but to be with us through our situation. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with my righteous right hand. And in verse 13, the Lord says he will take our right hand and he will walk with us. But you know, I'm always reminded of Joshua 1, verse 7. God tells Joshua, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Verse 8. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Verse 9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I hope that you have found these scriptures encouraging You know, in Joshua chapter 1, he told them to be strong and courageous. In fact, he told them to be very strong and very courageous. Why did he do that? Because he knew that he would be facing uh, a battle. He knew he would be facing things that he would need God's strength to get through. So So God told Joshua, meditating on the book of the law day and night was key for his success. I want to encourage you to fight the good fight of faith. I want to encourage you to pick up the Word of God as a weapon, the praise and worship as a weapon, but if you have had prophetic words spoken over you that you know are from the Lord, to fight with them, to decree and declare them. I would like to pray for you today that God would strengthen you as you fight with His Word in the midst of your situation. Heavenly Father, I thank you that You said in your word that when you send out your word, you send the power to perform it. I pray for those that are standing on faith, fighting in a battle. I don't know what they're fighting for. I don't know what their need is at this time, but I pray that you would strengthen them. I pray that you would help them. I pray that they would remain strong even when they don't see any evidence of you working yet. So, Father God, I pray that your angels would go forth. I pray for the ministry of the Holy Spirit and the anointing of God to begin to touch heal, strengthen, and encourage people in the name of Jesus. Lord, may they keep fighting the good fight of faith until they get to that final breakthrough or that breakthrough that they're looking for in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I want to thank you for tuning into this message today. And if you'd like more information about spiritual care, I invite you to go to our website, www.spiritualcareconsultants.com, 
or call for information at 269-929-2901. God bless you, and always remember, keep fighting with God's word and never give up. Your breakthrough is around the corner.